the party. Alrighty, alrighty. What's going on, everybody? Dwight with the New Age Goonies. We are here, and it's about to go down. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's that time again. It's that rise and grind. His metal detecting time. Woo! A lot of times I'm driving, there's nothing to do. And I shuffle through the radio before I unglue. There's a lot of red on ways, it's traffic, I'm screwed. And I'm wired a bit different than a regular dude. It's not a bad thing, I embrace it, it's true. The radio don't stimulate brain chemistry fluid. The Buddha found nirvana and the four noble truths. Through a meditative process, right action he proved. For me, I require the use of a tool, a detector, pin, pointer, shovel, and beach scoop. I'm meant to work the dirt with my history crew, but everywhere I look, my interest taboo. Most people choose Bieber over Tippy Canoe. What does a detectorist listen to when the radio is full of bad music and news? I need an alternative for me to peruse. Beyond Sight and Sound gets fantastic reviews. A metal detecting show where my thought bubble brews. Thank you, Josh Kimmel, for inviting me to a detecting dork out with guests like yours, true. Lee? Are you looking for a high-quality beach and sand scoop? Are you trying to take your hunting to the extreme? How about an American-based company that stands behind their product and everything they sell? Then check out our friends over at Extreme Scoops. John has been making scoops for some time now and makes a quality beach and sand scoop to take your hunting to the next level. Extreme Scoops recently released their new sand shredder that works great in the water, and on the beach. And if you're a new Equinox user, you may want to check out his Surfmaster X3 that can trap those small targets you new Equinox users are finding out there. Extreme Scoop's company approach is let's do it right. So do it right, buy it once, and go to the extreme. ExtremeScoops.com that's X-T-R-E-M-E scoops dot com. Hey, boys and girls. We are going to talk about S&W Shooters and Prospectors. What is S&W Shooters and Prospectors? We at S&W Shooters and Prospectors help people find treasure. Did you say treasure? Yes, treasure. Just listen to this amazing review from our happy customer, Jackie Sparrow. Error. Chocolate ship shape and a pleasure to deal with. I was able to buy everything that I needed at prices that were shillings less than others. I found my nine pieces of meat in no time. Savvy? I know you're asking yourself, why should I shop at SW Shooter and Prospectors? 
Chuck Smalley has over 45 years of metal detecting experience. He works with each customer one-on-one -on -one to customize their setup to match their skill level. So if you always dreamt of being a pirate, Arr. contact Chuck at SNW Shooters and Prospectors and he'll take a great deal for you. I pass rum, not included. Caution. Please do not operate motor vehicles or power equipment while under the influence of this show. Listening to this show could cause side effects such as bouts of laughter, violent binges of cabin fever, and even dreams of silver and gold. Please be advised. Now that the fine print is out of the way, on with the show. All right, the fine print's out of the way. It's time to roll with the show. We're back. We're live. Once again, you are listening to Beyond Sight and Sound, metal detecting and treasure running radio for all the really cool digging people out there. And when I look into the chat, I don't know. We got some guys and gals that uh, they must follow the show. Because it, uh, it was a limited promo drop tonight it was almost an archive actually but uh even though i i probably should have tried to get some more done i had went about as far as i could <sighs> and figured well you know what i need to return to the studio domicile and do a short show and apply some first aid and all will be right with the world matter of fact the blood flow has stopped it's yeah we just we tried to clean it up enough to make it look presentable for the show just sub shoved some uh hand sanitized, slathered some hand sanitizer all over it, and we'll call it good enough until we can get some first aid on it. So, links first and foremost in the chat and in the, well, you know, first off, I gotta say, the, um, the bumper that we run for S&W Shooters and Prospectors, why should you deal with him? Because he's got over 45 years of experience He's also a really cool guy and a good friend, and, you know, it's just, that's who you should call. Definitely. I mean, between between the two of us, actually, and I, I hate to feel like I'm dating ourselves, but uh, there's, there's more than, hmm, well, <laughs> we'll just say there, there's... Over 75 years of experience uh, that people can glean information from if they choose to and and all of that. But you can also reach Shooters and Prospectors at 309-737-3248. For those that uh, are curious and want to know, how do I get a hold of the man himself? The man with the plan, the dealer of choice. That's how. Or you can always private message him through the Shooters and Prospectors page or find him on Facebook under Chuck Smalley. 
But we've got the link for Shooters and Prospectors, AIP Extreme Scoops, Detectives, the Ring Finders, Note the Website, Midwest Refineries, Metacore Update, link from Mine Lab, the software update. Don't forget that's for the, there's two utilities, one for the detector, one for the headphones. I know, it's, it's, it's not all that complicated, really, it's not. It may sound like brain surgery, but it's not. I mean, really. It isn't. So, uh, also, if you're on the YouTube side of things, we've got the Ill Digger. We've got Quarter Hoarder Hopper, Hopper Hoodlum. <sighs> All Metal Militia Detect That Outdoors, Ohio Metal Detecting, and Crazy Spider Adventures, if you're into the YouTube side. If you're into the Facebook side. We've got Metal Detecting Beyond Sight and Sound that membership is still being heavily restricted on. Uh, Metal Detecting Central Illinois, Illinois, Iowa Treasure Hunters, Relic Hunter, Detect Dead Outdoors, All Metal Militia, Detect America. You can catch the DA crew Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Multicasting Facebook, YouTube. Can you dig it Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, Multicasting Facebook, YouTube. And there is a squatch in the house. Welcome aboard to Kevin. And then also on the Facebook side of things, yes, it's that time. If you see the uh, the uh, title, we're, we're starting to work it in there. It is in the description tonight. And I'm sure Barb can grab it and throw it in the chat. I don't think I got it into the chat, but the link for the kids' great metal detecting, the great metal detecting Christmas giveaway for kids ages 5 to 15, it is that time to start, uh, you know, spreading the word about the Christmas giveaway for kids. It's time to start sending goodies. Barb is acquiring goodies and fixing to rearrange her living room to make it uh, handicap accessible and giveaway friendly. Or maybe I should say handicap friendly and giveaway accessible. <laughs> oh. But seriously, she she will she is glad that uh, Bub is home, and she's even happier that finally she gets an elf this year. She gets an elf. <laughs> oh, so good to see. Good to see. Um. <laughs> nice, Bill. Nice. Um, so, welcome to Lewis and Dennis, the Bills. Uh, hmm. Champ or the Unknown Detectorist or Cookie or whatever he wants to go by tonight. 
Louis, Barb, Celeste, Frank, Chuck, Kevin, uh, Mike, and who knows? Santa may have gifts for shelter dogs. Most, uh, most banks may too, but you may have to, uh, you may have to kind of pick them up and take them through the drive-thru. You know, get them, get them a little Scooby snack, something like that. Or, you know, hey, if, uh, if you can cover the shipping or figure out logistically a way to get them there, I got a whole pile of sticks that you can have for the shelter dogs. And believe me, it is a whole pile of sticks. I've got the bloodied arm to show for it. But that's the way it goes. That's why I'm battle scarred tonight. But uh hmm. We're we're troopers. We're we're still uh we're still here to doing doing the show. And, uh, <laughs> apparently they're giving Barb grief, wanting to know what, uh, what gold sounds like, I guess. But that's the way it goes, and Bill wants to know if Lewis has ever went to the, uh, caverns on Vancouver Island. I did not see the response, but it would be interesting to know. It would be. Vancouver Island actually is quite the interesting place for people who haven't heard of it or have not seen much about it or anything like that. It might do you well to do a little bit of research on the place and... Uh, you may find yourself surprised at the amount of rainfall that it can receive. Uh, but still, an interesting place. Ill digger in the house, welcome aboard. And I guess, um, I also need to make sure and give a huge... Shout out to Mike Lockelmet. Some may remember uh here very recently. Um I want to say either Sunday or last Wednesday, I believe it was. And and this is how quick this happens sometimes. Mike had posted in the chat that he was currently shopping for a Morgan for Beyond Sight and Sound. And we had even mentioned that, you know, Mike can, he's pretty resourceful. He can find some, some pretty nice looking pieces. I'll put it that way. Some pretty nice looking pieces. And he messaged me. Mm, I want to say maybe uh, yesterday, yeah, 
Yeah, lots of rain. You got that right, Lewis. Lots of rain. And I can't even remember the uh, the number of days. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is, it is good history. And there's... I'll just put it to you this way. It's safe to say... Uh, it's easier to count the days that they don't have rain. That's that's the way it goes on Vancouver Island. Um, and it's it's just it's a it's a crazy crazy sick number of the amount of days that they have rain. Um. But, uh, I got, you know, squirrel, saw squirrel, but Mike had, uh, he had mentioned it Wednesday and then yesterday he messaged me and he has procured an 1881 New Orleans Mint Morgan Silver Dollar to be given away on the show. Um, and it looks like Kevin was a winner. Good job, Kevin. Congrats. Congrats, congrats. Yeah, it is at least half of the year. Actually, I think the official count is over half a year. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he, he sent me a message with a photo of an 1881 New Orleans Mint Morgan Silver Dollar. Uh, donated to be given away. Through the show. That's courtesy of Mike Lockmet. Metal Detecting Central Illinois. Um, so very, very cool. Um, and we would just like to make sure and mention him and give credit where credit is due. Very, very cool donation very cool uh very much appreciated as well um <laughs> nice good deal so uh very very cool of mike to do um I'm not sure he didn't give any specifications of how he wants that given away. So, I may, unless he specifically wants it given away through Dig Your Plug, 
we may just hold on to that one because it is a nice piece and maybe we'll go ahead and give that away somewhere between say um christmas and new year's um <laughs> nice mike um Unless he specifically wants it given away through Dig Your Plug. We may hold on to that. We'll see where the dates fall and we'll try to give that away somewhere between Christmas and New Year's. Because folks may recall that um, last year, I believe, on New Year's, we, um, we wound up, we gave away... A one ounce, uh, basically a silver ounce, uh, an ounce of uh, bullion silver has a giveaway to kind of end off the year, you know, like a New Year's giveaway. And if I remember correctly, I want to say that uh, Frank may have won that because he's just you know him being the the winning sort of guy that he is he won that ounce of silver so congratulations to him if if my memory serves me correctly and maybe we'll just save that morgan as a giveaway for the end of the year unless mike wants it given away on dig your plug and speaking of dig your plug it is getting to be that time of the year. We probably will be blowing the dust off and bringing Dig Your Plug back uh, somewhere around the end of the month. So anybody that may find it in their heart to donate some little items for the board, we're more than happy to out, more than happy to accept any of your very generous donations because that's how. That's how the game works, that's how the board plays, and that's how people like to have fun with it. How's it going, Chuck? No, it's going good. Going good. Good. Good to hear. Definitely. We got one, I think we got one day warm weather left, and then here it comes for a few days and back up mid-70s next week, so I got no complaint with that. Yeah, and, I don't know if you want to call that like an Indian summer or what, but it got awful warm here again. Yeah, and, we were in the mid-80s today. Yeah. We had to break down and turn the air back on. I think that was the other night. And then today I'm happening to be walking through the house, and I thought, that that noise sounds kind of loud. And here I had forgotten to shut a window. Oh, <laughs> So, well, I'm sure the utility company. It. Yeah, I'm sure the utility company will like that. Maybe they'll put me on their Christmas list. I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's going to be dropping back down. We're already seeing leaves starting to fall, and crops are starting to come off the field. I now we just need some more rain. Crops. In my field, 
they started on one end and quit. I don't think the, the moisture count was low enough yet on the corn. But the bean field started in, so I'm watching that close. Right. Had uh, um, keeping an eye on. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, we still need rain, Tim. You said hold off on the rain or pick beans, but we still need it. I don't want to go chase corn, uh, bean pickers on fire. Yeah, yeah. We we do. We still need it, unfortunately. I mean, we were... Tam and I were out uh, last week, I want to say, picking more tomatoes, because there's still plenty of tomatoes out there in the garden. And some today. We literally have craters in the ground. You know, big crevices. It's the yep. uh, the garden and the backyard looks very similar to the San Andreas Fault. <laughs> so I don't know. I just hope if uh, part of it happens to fall off, it doesn't fall too far. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll have yeah. to see what happens, so anyway, but we could. No, we could it, 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 it's been nice. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it has. And we're we're starting to get into that time of the year. It, I mean, yeah, I wish we'd have had more moisture in the ground all year so we all could have gotten some hunting done or some more hunting done. Yeah. But it's it's going to be nice to see the change in the weather and the change in the colors, just so long oh, as that white stuff doesn't fly too fast. That's right. And then we can sit all complain we want to be out detecting. It's either right. too, it was first sound like the farmers. It's either too dry, too hot. Right. Cold. <laughs> Not yep. enough rain. Too much too rain. Too wet. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I had, uh, somebody was telling me the, uh, the other week that their uncle had told him, if your bean plants, I guess they used to say, if your bean plants have seven pods on them, you're, you're pretty much guaranteed something like 70 bushel an acre. Okay, that's, that's a different way. I, I haven't heard that one. Which I had never heard that before. But then he went out and looked at his beans because apparently he's the the talk of the farming community right now. They say he's got the best-looking beans around, and he's not sure how that happened because he didn't really necessarily do anything different this year. And he went out and looked at one of his bean plants, and he thought he ought to call that guy back that said something about, you know, if you got seven pods to a plant, it means this. Mm-hmm. He wanted to call him and say, what's it mean if you've got 21? Oh, wow. And he's already figured that uh, they're going to have to uh, drop that equipment just as close to the ground as they can get it, because there's beans just clear down the stalks. I didn't look up what beans, usually at the course out here in the Midwest, you get the new news, and they're running through open river market prices for the beans, the corn, and, you know, everything down the line for them. Oh, yeah. So, yep. Farm News Daily. 
Yeah, and I think he's looking forward to it because it sounds like he's going to have a banner crop for beans, which good for him. Good for him because yep. I I think it was two years ago, it was so wet that he he couldn't even get into the field to get his beans. So that, that was a loss. Well, it's not that way now. He ought to be able to get out there. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's looking. He's looking forward to it and gonna so, gonna see if he can replicate that fall, next honey. season. Once I get this two weeks over here, we got our you know it's open house and stuff going on with the fire department, and we've got a tough group coming in. We have to give a tour to. They're all between. They're all preschoolers. Ooh, yeah. I think what we got nine or ten of those. Munchkins coming in. That's, They're always fun, but they are the. I've, I've, that's a hardened crowd. Yes, they are a hard crowd because they're off the cuff and they don't hold anything back when they ask questions. Nothing. <laughs> no. Yeah, not at all. There, there's no shame. And yeah, you, you, you gotta, you gotta kind of stop yourself sometimes before you answer and think, okay, how do, oh, yeah. how, and then we've got, uh, how do we do this? Other side of the story, we've got the library coming in, and we're doing a luncheon at the fire station, and this is all the retirees through the area, and they're all coming in. So this week's going to be from... You're hitting both ends of the spectrum. Four-year-old. Yeah, you're hitting both ends of the spectrum. Yep. <laughs> I recruited some of my, uh, some of my, uh, I got a couple probies, and they're going to come down in a cadet, and they're going to help give tours. They they got to sign that last night. Ah, there you go. That's that's one of the nice things of being chief. You can delegate. Yep. ORH, you're right. They'll climb up in there and on the, on the air horns on the tanker, it's a it's a line that hangs down. You just reach up and tap it, same way on on another truck. And it, invariably, they'll be looking at it, and that that air horn's live, whether the engine's running or not. It's got air pressure on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to scrape them off the top of the truck when they hit it. <laughs> of course, chief doesn't say <laughs> don't touch that. He just says watches and waits. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and and I don't know how it is in in these uh, newer ones and everything, but is that a red button? Nope, nope. Uh, Floor mount, and then on the driver's side and over on the officer's seat, there's another floor mount. Ah, I see. So you don't have to worry about it being one of those deals where, you know, don't touch the red button, and everybody wants to push it. Yeah, they all got to push it. Of course, and once they the find new, out it's an air horn, car. everyone wants to push it anyway. Yeah, the new ladder looks like you're sitting in the cockpit of an aircraft, I swear to God. Oh, yeah. I mean, that thing is fancy as fancy can get. It's a wonder it ain't voiced activated. Uh, it's, well, they actually have that. Our, we can totally walk away from that truck. And we've got a council that hangs around your neck, and you can go out couple hundred feet and run the ladder operations so, off it. So you can walk away from it and go, watch this. That's right. 
<laughs> well, hey, that's too much muscles for the chief, but that's all right. Yeah, that that's that's a tough way to do it, you know. Or even better yet, you're the chief. You can just walk away and tell someone else to do it. Basically. And well, I just got to can... make sure I get them all back whole and happy. Right. Yep. And, so, I mean, oh, on top of that, that way, makes... Hey, change your batteries in your smoke detectors, everybody. Oh, yeah, <clears> yeah. <throat> and that makes uh, for a busy week, plus uh, you do have a... A, uh, a a discussion coming up on gold as well. On Monday night, I'll be over with Dennis and crew at IVHRA. We're going to be talking gold. We're going to yeah. be uh, talking everything from panning gold and detecting gold up to whatever they want to talk about. And we'll give them a class on some physics of gold and uh, have some fun. Let them see some natural gold. Uh, we'll have a little gold in the pocket. Right? And yep. as if that doesn't make the month busy enough, we know that you and your crew are always busy there around Halloween for the town. And, yeah, we got that coming up. So October is a very busy month. A lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, The and especially at Halloween, the kids just love what the uh, Cordova Fire Department does. Yep, we have a good time with the kids and the families, and the library brings people in, and we do tours for them, and try to stay real active with the community, because, you know, we're the keepers of the money they spend on the equipment to protect them, and uh, right, we like to let them come see what they own. Well, yeah, absolutely, plus at least uh, maybe it kind of sets them at ease a little bit, too, knowing that if that time should arise that they do need assistance, you guys will be there on the spot. You got it. You got it. We, and that's uh, always a good thing to know. And Kevin just asked me if there's been any recent clown car crashes. Not lately, Kevin. <laughs> we actually were over there the other day. I had to do the walkthrough of the haunted house that you worked at. And that story got brought up. And we were all laughing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I I may have to go back and, and dig that up. That was last year or the year before, I think, that that story was finally shared here on the show in its That's entirety. Watch, brother. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've mentioned the story from time to time, but it was shared in its entirety that night, and... Maybe I can go back and find that and run that sometime this It's not month. often that we have a clown car wreck. A killer clown car wreck. Yeah, this was a killer clown car, but the clown's like 6'5". Right. That, and and that's the crazy part. You know, that, that was probably one of the funniest parts of the story is hearing that, you know, the back door gets kicked open and out comes this six and a half foot tall killer clown. With blood all over his face. Right. Yeah. Oh. Albeit I, it was cosmetic blood, but. Still blood nonetheless. <laughs> It, it was going, enough. No, I'm not just sitting here. That's just I'm going to the haunted house. 
Right. Oh. Yeah, I but mean, But there that's, was a young uh, EMT standing there, and he'd never been up on a call in Cordova before, and I just turned to him. I looked right at him. Welcome to Cordova. We get clown cars. <laughs> I walked away. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, that, that had to have been a new one for a few people that evening. Well, the best part of the whole night was watching the deputy on a foot chase on the deer. <laughs> Still, to this day, I can see him chasing that buck down the road. And I'm like, what the hell are you going to do with that? That's all oh, right. Oh, man. You, you think that's something, wait until you hear they're chasing buffalo. Oh, well, <laughs> that, that was a good one. And Kevin we... and I... He wanted to find out. They they sent him to me for a detector, and we've been friends ever since because we have one goal in common, scare the hell out of the fire chief coming out of the back of a car. (laughs) Right. And I do. I think that was last year at Halloween that we shared that That story. And I'll have to try to look back and see if I can find that. We may have to run that. If I need an archive this month, we may have to run that one because I'm sure that there are some people that have not heard that story. And if they haven't, they're they're missing a really great story. And, I mean, to top it off, you know, uh, knowing you as well as Kevin, you know, a couple of just great guys and, and you guys turned out to be great friends. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. He and I have had some good detecting together and uh, other. Well, we were out at Mount Pillar mm-hmm. while the group was in the, it was a slave quarters. And Nick Simons was with us. And he's actually been on a couple of these uh, paranormal shows on TV, on Netflix even. And uh, he was out there in this building that was a slave quarter, and they were using his paranormal equipment. (laughs) We're standing out there scratching the wall (laughs) and making some noises. We got run off. We got told to get out of there, so that was funny. Got told to clear out. They they put the axe on it. Well... There, there's if he nothing... had his clown outfit, I'd just set him at the front door to watch him come out through the windows. Oh, yeah, it would have cleared out pretty quick, I'm sure. Um, matter of fact, I think... I want to say when that story was shared last year, Kevin did find a photo of him in his he outfit. Did. And posted that up somewhere. Yeah, I saw it. I, it was on Facebook, I think. I think it Maybe was. I think or it was. One of the two. Or both. Right. I think it, it may have been. And, uh, yeah. I mean, if if I had been out on the scene that night and he had come out of the back of the car, that I would have took a second look. Uh was. Oh, if it's sleeping at DIV, did she go down to Mount Pilar again? She says no, because when she went, a tree fell on the building she was in. Right, I she think, knocks trees I, over. I think the ghosts of the place ganged up on you, Barb. Yep. 
they they decided, hey, instead of scratching on the walls of the slave quarters, we'll just knock this tree down. Kevin says he thinks he actually shared it to the Sight and Sound page. Okay. Well, maybe yep. I'll have to uh, look around and see if I can find that photo as well, because that, that would be a great photo to share as well as a great uh, episode to share because of the story. Or, uh, heck, I could probably even go back and find... That's been some years back now that we had uh, we had people call in to share, you know, like, a Halloween story or uh, an odd find, something like that. And and there were some good stories that came in. Uh, Loy had shared the story of Five Mile Holla. Um, and let's see, who was it? Um, oh, the name's right on the top of my head. He He does a YouTube channel. He called in, and he wound up winning the prize of the night with his story. He had been out metal detecting and found a prosthetic eye. I, yeah. So, that uh, that kind of clinched it for him. Until then, though, there, up to that point, there had been a, there had been some interesting stories shared, like, uh, Hamburger the Cat. So well, yeah, maybe we ought to have a tune-up on that. We'll give out some prizes for the best story. Yeah, yeah, we could we could do that too. Maybe maybe tell everybody to call in and share one of their favorite stories about a find they had made over the over the years, or or uh, anyway. something spooky. Yeah, something something spooky. We'll, I mean, throw, we'll throw some prizes in. Because I know that uh, go out shopping for another Morgan. Sounds like you got a nice one. <laughs> oh, he did, and at a great price too. Cool. I mean, I was I was really kind of surprised. He 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 got a good deal on that one. I think uh, it sounds like the prices have kind of came down a little bit. So. He was able to find an, a nice piece, and now I just got to figure out how to give it away, because that one, I don't know, we we may want to hang on to that and give that away at the end of the year. End the year off on a good note for some lucky listener, maybe. Well, well, we'll work on a few other things. I already told you I got some Garrett gloves in just for that, and I got oh, some yeah. other things. Oh, yeah. So, and we'll have half in somewhere along the line with it right and uh who knows maybe if we go the route of the spooky stories because i mean come on there there's spooky stories no matter where you are in the country whether they're substantiated and validated or whether they're just legend and lore there's spooky stories all across the country and uh especially like this earlier this year in in Galena, I know that uh, there were some areas around there that they've got uh, quite a few stories to them, and and some of those places were even featured on some uh, Ghost Hunter episodes. Yep. So yep. they are; they're all over the place. Yeah, I've got one section of road I don't like to drive. Been too much went on on it. All bad. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I I know what you mean there. And uh I believe that was actually Monday on Detect America. Frank was talking about uh I I guess they uh I guess Celeste has um booked them in a haunted hotel or something like that. Oh boy. So I don't know, you know, maybe who knows? Maybe Monday, maybe last Monday might be the last time any of us hear from Frank because it could be like Hotel California or something. Yep. I don't know. All I know is when Frank mentioned it and I I'm not even going to try to mention the name of the the town cuz I'll I'll probably wind up messing it up or butchering it or something anyway. But when he mentioned yeah, we better it, have a, we better have a like the week before Halloween, have them tell their stories, and then the closest day to Halloween, announce the winner. Announce a winner. Yeah, that sounds even better. How's that work? Maybe that sounds we'll, uh, even better. Get everybody all spooked one out. One first place story. Do what? One first place story, or maybe well, a runner-up. What do you want to do? I know the last time we did that, we did just best story one, and I think they won a Morgan that night. There you go. All right. But uh, we can't pick up something of that caliber. Maybe if we do a runner-up, might get a few more people to call in with some spooky stories, get people all yeah, spooked we, we up before some. Halloween, and then announce the winner on Halloween and figure out who gets the trick and who gets the treat. Yeah. Yeah. Frank says he lived in a haunted house for 10 years, but I think what I know what he's angling at, so I won't ask about it. He, yeah, he he has mentioned before that he has, and there's been some, uh, there's been some odd things go on. And, and that was the other strange thing. The night that we did that show about spooky stories and everything. I I got a few calls from people after the show that were relating eerie coincidences and spooky happenings that happened to them either during or right after the show that night. We'll have to get Celeste and Frank on there after they spend the night. They're out searching. It sounds to me like they're going to be searching ghosts. Yeah, all I know is when... See if I can get a hold of Simon and uh, see if he'd call in one night. All I know is when Frank mentioned the name of the hotel or the name of the town, Mark Hoover just said, well, it was nice knowing you, Frank. (laughs) 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 So, apparently, there's some stories going around about that place. The spookiest place I've ever been in in our country, I've been to some places over in England that if they don't have ghosts, there's something wrong. Um, well, it's down in New history. Orleans. New oh, Orleans yeah. has some really spooky stuff going on down there. Yes, they do. And they've got some really spooky looking places at times, too. At the, they've got the one cemetery tour. And their cemeteries are all, you know, they're above ground. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of the water and, table. Yep, and that's spooky enough as it is. <laughs> right. <clears throat> yeah, that I, is true. The only it, hunting I've ever done with a detector in a cemetery was looking for the stakes for the proper place, you know, the couple smaller right, cemeteries around here, the districts call me up and say, hey, we need you to find some stakes prop we've got, and it's got to be done today or tomorrow, so I run out there and take a look and to get yeah, the right mark. We don't, so everybody's put in the right spot. Because yeah, we don't need to put anybody in the wrong spot. Row and yeah. put several in the wrong spots. Yeah. That... They had to redo, they did, they had to redo three of the four. Yeah, one was just, it was still part of the family. They didn't have it quite in the right spot. But the other three were totally off mark. That's a big boo-boo. Yeah. That's a big boo-boo. And up here, I, you know, I don't know. I'll have to look and see if, I don't know if I have a picture of it anymore or not. I could probably find one online. But... Up in our area, well, actually where I hail from, so it's a little little further north of here, uh, there was a cemetery that you could go to that cemetery, and there was actually a Civil War-era sword in a tree. The tree had grown around it, and wow. that sword had had been there for you know decades yeah. and decades and decades and decades a witness tree and to the best of my knowledge it is still there today wow. only a little higher off the ground obviously yeah probably and Frank's like I am he's only worked in a cemetery and when asked by the cemetery I'm saying well I've been outside around him um uh, park meeting a cemetery things like that but i right i leave them their due i don't detect in the cemetery yeah and exactly i, I mean you, it's, one i've ever really been in with a detective in pennsylvania and it was closed and the priests said go in there and hunt over there off that side but what was neat about that was there's a mass grave in there from uh revolutionary war and they oh, came, wow. they, a big concrete slab over its mound, and they came and they scanned it, and they thought there may be as many as, like, 20. They started going around further and further. They said there could have been up to 1,500 soldiers buried there. Well, they were off on their count a little bit. Yeah, that that they, they had no idea. I mean, it was, I'll try to remember the battle name. It was one just before... Washington crossed Delaware. They were driven back to that area, and he made his trip across the Potomac. Right. And he go ahead and hunt in there. He said, the church owns it. I'm like, eh, well, like, dude. And while well, there was a big drive through it in a park, like on the one end without anything there that I knew of, and a couple of us hunt over there, but we we're more interested in seeing all the Revolutionary War stuff, and that was in there. Yeah, absolutely. I would be, too. And leave it to Mike. He, he's got a buddy that works in a cemetery. 
Yeah. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> that I, oh, yeah, I, dig up your best Halloween stories. I don't know if why not, that why is not surprising. And you saw something, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's how Hamburger the Cat came to be, and and they had to, uh, I mean, they they did. They, they thought that was just bad juju. They had to go back and rebury Hamburger the Cat because they thought that it was going to be bad detecting juju if they didn't. So they, they wound up, they went back and made sure that Hamburger the Cat got a proper reburial. Interesting. That's uh, that's something else. Uh, it, it was an interesting story. There, there's I can't remember which street it was in New Orleans, but on the back, closer to the river, they have a bunch of the psychic shops and this kind of stuff down in there. And I went into one of them. The bunch of us from 3M were down for a week in classes down there. And uh, we had a day off. We were in New Orleans. And come on, let's go into this place. No, you're nuts. The guys were like, no, you're nuts. We walked in, and it, it went further and further <coughs> in, and it got spookier, 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 because here's the glass jars with the dried critters and all this stuff. And they Oh, my. They had alder with a human skull with a candle. You could cast your witches at it it was quite the place and uh guys i came back out and the guys are you nuts i said no no you gotta know your enemy what do you mean? That's <laughs> the devil stuff. but i tell them you gotta know your enemy understand them that way you can fight them <laughs> well yeah yeah you got a point there Mike says he's probably gonna wind up in a cemetery someday well you know that's the thing mike they're dying to get in Yep, and Tim, you're right on that. There's been a lot of things that are left in cemeteries for memories, and a lot of military lay different coins signifying whether they served together, whether they trained together, whether they fought together on the headstones and leave them there, and that's important significance to the veterans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I found a lot of, on my son's tombstone, I'll find change, different change from time to time just sitting there. We leave it there. Yeah. New ones. Some of his buddies have stopped in. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, I mean, really, we could... We could probably wind up educating quite a few people and making that an episode all of its own because there is a lot of uh, sentiment and respect that behind that, yes. ORH said there's a pier like that in Seattle, talking about New Orleans, called the Old Curiosity Shop. Interesting place. He saw his first dried-up mermaid in a jar there. I'll bet that was interesting. Yeah. Be in Seattle, it was probably the first of many. <laughs> and I saw where uh, Celeste mentioned that Devil's Chair in Casadega. And and that's, if I remember right, that's the town that uh, her and Frank are going to check out. Uh, 
I guess, the end of the weekend or whatever. But she says, that's a story in its own, too much to mention here. It sounds like people could find some uh, some spooky reading if they go and do some research on the Internet about Devil's Care in Casadega. Yeah, maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and call Nick Simons up. He's I and I club member and detects and but he he's actually done the paranormal search and been on yeah I remember the show and see if we can get him on there about that era or time that we're doing these Halloween things and uh, he can raise the hair on the back of your neck telling his stories yeah I was gonna say I remember hearing he's he's pretty heavily immersed in all of that yes and... he is. We've yeah, had, we, like uh, I said, when we traveled, he went out to uh, uh, Mount Pillar with us, and he brought all his equipment, and he was checking out the slave quarters and some of the other places, and he, he got he got everybody to quiet down and had some voices that were in the background. You could just make out, you know, different things, and I'm like, of course, I wasn't helping much by scratching and tapping on windows. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <laughs> not not that I don't believe in the spirit world. It's just that I don't think you can record them. <laughs> well, it 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 does make for some interesting stories, though. Some conversation. Yes, it does. And I yeah, I I've got a photograph that I caught at a fire, and I've never published it, and and someday I will. Um, it's rather spooky, so because hmm. just what happened in the fire. It was in town north of us, and firefighters danced with the devil, and I got him standing outside the building on fire. Wow. I did a series of three pictures. A lady died in the room that it came out of. And hmm. you can you can see the full form, the whole thing. It's crazy, and I've shown that to clergy, and they all want a copy of it. I said, no. Yeah, going, what do you think that, that is? <laughs> yep, I actually, yeah, I've shown it to several of them. So, uh, yeah, and show them the picture and go, what do you see there? <laughs> yep. Yep. It, it, so. it really can make you wonder sometimes, and, and like you said, I mean, uh, being a firefighter, you guys kind of play with death and dance with the devil all the time. Yeah. It's... And Kevin knows Nick. He, yeah, and Kevin yeah. put on there, he yeah. worked at the same haunted house. He's the one that ran around with a big chainsaw scaring the hell out of people. He's just big, big boy, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I think... Uh, guys talking their haunted house stories. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jesse... He, he likes to mention Nick from time to time, too, because he's, you know, he he's up on uh, Jesse and Kevin's level, so to speak, as far as uh, eye to eye. Yeah. Yeah. They can they can actually have an eye to eye conversation where I have to kind of look up to all of them. <laughs> yep. So get on a chair and you'd be about eye to eye with them. Yeah, yeah, because they're they're literally head and shoulders above me. <laughs> well, okay, that gives everybody some homework. Come up with your best story. You got to call in and give it to us, and uh, then you get we'll vote on it. Right. So and... you, me, whoever else 
you pick and we'll pick a winner. Yeah, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll try to make sure everybody knows of a time to share their story and uh we'll, we can get that done. Right. We'll have to set up a day. I Yeah, yeah you I pick think... the dates out, figure it out, no. Go along and I'll try to get a nice something nice for first place. Yeah, I think that'll be up. I think that'll be pretty pretty uh entertaining. Uh let me see yep. here. Maybe I can even pull up a calendar here and see uh let's see. Looks like uh hmm. So maybe we could do it on a Sunday or a Wednesday. Do it like the 22nd or the 25th, mm-hmm. maybe, and then we could uh, we could work it in on the 29th. It'd be a Sunday. We yeah, could work it in on Sunday, the 29th. Sunday before? <laughs> yeah, that's the Sunday before Halloween. We could maybe work it in on the 29th, maybe do a little, uh, maybe mix it up, work in Dig Your Plug on the okay. 29th, but announce the Halloween story maybe, winner as And well. maybe Celeste or Frank will have a new story for us. They might. You never know. I mean, Frank's oh. always got stories. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're going to go look for it now. They're going to have to look for supernatural. <laughs> Right, yeah. I mean, who knows? They may come back with a story about a haunted flower pot. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it attacked him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or or the the evil, vicious, you know, earthworm with big, nasty, pointy teeth. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, the big one. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Oh, Diamondback. And if uh, if people are savvy enough to this, because not everybody is, is, you know, some people are technically challenged. But if they don't feel comfortable with calling in and sharing their story, they could always send me an audio clip of it as long as they keep there it, you, go. you know, less than five minutes. And I could air the audio clip. Because I know the last time around when we did that, we actually had, I wish I could remember the gentleman's name, but we actually had him call in to share a story. I, he he called in to share a story. And uh-huh. I told him, I said, as a matter of fact, because this guy had hunted with Loy, and he had hunted at Five Mile Holla. And I told him, I said, actually, Loy provided us an audio clip for tonight of the story of Five Mile Holla. So if you would like to hang up, I'll give you time to go back to the chat so that you can hear the story in its entirety yourself. And then maybe you'll want to call back in and kind of, you know, share your thoughts on it or whatever. And he hung up, he went back to the chat, I aired that audio clip, and he called back in. He's like, Daggummit, Loy! <laughs> Said, the hair on the back of my neck is just standing up. I can't believe you took me there. 
So he he was a little uh, he was a little uneasy about going back to that location after he heard that story, having you know been there himself. So we can do audio clips too, if somebody would like to provide us with an audio clip to air on the show, or you can. I guess you could send me a message and I can try to do my best to convey the story for you. But sometimes it just doesn't have the effect as when you share the story yourself. So keep that in mind. That could impact the judging because I may not be able to relate it as good as you. There you go. You know, maybe maybe you reel people in like you would sitting around the campfire or something, and all of a sudden, boo, and everybody jumps. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a little digging around and see what I can come up with for a really nice first place prize. All right, and maybe we can... Uh, a round or a bar or see what we can come up with. Yeah, and then maybe we can announce that to the listeners ahead of time to to kind of get them salivating to to find a good story to share that night. That way they can get themselves into running for the prize because with with the with the way that works, that's one of those where you can't win if you don't play. So you got to have a story to share. Yep. But yep. that's what makes it fun for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, I always get a kick out of hearing the stories. I mean, if, I... If Frank, and, if Frank tells the best one, I know what I'm going to send him. Candy corn. Right? Now you've already got him salivating to find a good story. <laughs> he's He's liable to be taking all sorts of ghost hunting gear with him now this weekend. Yes, sir. He he wants that because you know it. The gloves come off for candy corn. He it's on. <laughs> Got to bait him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, obviously, for people that uh, caught Monday night's episode of Detect America this weekend, I believe uh, is the uh, silver and relic hunt. Oh, down in Florida, and they're going to be, Frank's actually planning on doing some hunting, and uh, I guess after everything is said and done with the hunt, then him and Celeste are off for ghost hunting adventures, and hopefully they return. Yeah. And if we're lucky, they'll return with stories. There we go. Maybe they'll they'll have Homework. enough. Yeah, maybe they'll have enough adventures that they've each got a story to share, so they both get in the running. Well, you know, I've been with Frank enough to know if you've been around him a little bit, there's always a little bit of storytelling going on. Oh, like I said, Frank's always got stories. There you go. And the scary Alrighty. part is, some of them are true. <laughs> up on all your Halloween tales for us. Right. Yeah, it, it sounds uh, like a plan. Are you going to judge the best story, or are we going to get an independent board? Hmm. That's your choice. 
Yeah, we, we could judge it. Or we could get an independent board. The last time, I didn't want that pinned on me. So I had... I know you did. I had Tam listening, and she chose the best story. Uh, which she got a kick out of hearing them. And, and she had her mind all made up who was going to win, but then she heard the story about the prosthetic eye, and that was it. You know, Mike won with that prosthetic eye, it, and it was it was a, it was a cool find. It was a happenstance, though, because you know it, it, he just happened to cut the plug, and right there it was staring back Mark at him. I could always call in and relate the story on how to kill a coil. That's true, but people will have to remember she Wait. did. She did drag it down the highway screaming. Yeah, I was going to say, people have to remember, she drugged that down the highway. She brought with, that up earlier tonight. With That's her vehicle, not her broom. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Because oh. it's, I mean, for a lot of people, Halloween has, is, it's kind of a special time of year for them anyway. And then, uh... You know, then we got Thanksgiving to get out of the way, and we usually put on a, a good show giving thanks and appreciation to everybody around Thanksgiving, and then it's full steam into the Great Metal Detecting Kids Christmas giveaway. Yeah, and kudos to Barb. She made a bunch of stuff for a fellow DIVer to sell off. Yes, she did. Witness tree pens, pendants, coasters, angels. He's doing a fundraiser for a fellow DIVer. He's got a large copay to take care of. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, Good on you, Barb. It's tough. And it is. Know, Barb Barb certainly knows what what that's like to yes, uh, to have to deal with that stuff. I mean she's, many she's, of us do. She told me it's after nine PM or she'd call and beat you both. Well, maybe you're Room broke down after nine. Yeah, well, you know, it is that time of the year. I don't know. Maybe after nine, it turns into a pumpkin. Yep. Hard to say. I mean, you got to store it somewhere. And that's all I'm saying. So, who knows? But, yeah, I mean. <laughs> Mike, 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 you're treading on thin ice there, buddy. Uh-oh. I ain't getting in the middle of that one. I'm going to Barb, call Barb Clark Griswold of the metal detecting community. Oh, I ain't getting in the middle of that one. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm already battle scarred. I don't need to be bruised up, too. <laughs> Barb's liable to hurt me. She's she liable to come after me with one of them nutcrackers or something. And we certainly don't need that. I mean, the nutcrackers are coming, too. Believe me. I'm sure she's she's chomping at the bit to get them set up. And, oh, boy, here we go. There goes the neighborhood. Uh-huh. Barb's here. Barb's here. Well, my friend, we've, we've got it set. I hope somebody, some of you guys come up with some good stories. And if you don't all get called in and told that night, we can extend. Yeah. Yeah, get everybody I, I have, in. I mean, I have no and, issue with that, and we can you know, always a nice uh, chunk of silver or something being there for the winter. 
Yeah, and if we have to, we can we can split it up between two episodes. You know, do uh, oh. run them uh, run them on the twenty second and the twenty fifth. Yep, we can do it. Yeah. So, righty. All I'll talk to you tomorrow, and we'll see what we come up with, some good prizes, get that word out, and uh, have some fun, and uh, make the best of what we've got going on. Yes, sir. Sounds like All a right, plan. Man. Get out of here. We run you over a little bit. So everybody have a great night, safe week. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks for the call, Chuck. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you later, guys. Bye-bye. And we're we're gonna run on a little longer here and see what uh, Barb has to share with us. How is it going, Miss Dirt Pirate? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Barb dropped out. No, she's there. But. She's got herself muted again or something. I don't know. Can you hear it's me now? It's the spooks. Oh, boo. How's it going, Miss Dirt Pirate? I'm good. Man, y'all just picking on me. I guess. That's all right, though. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, you, you can take it with the best of them and sling it back. We know that. Oh, yeah. So, I didn't catch all of this because I, you know, I have other things going on here. So, we're going to have a scary story, two, one or two-nighter, where we call in and give stories. Yeah, you share your spooky story. Maybe it's about a find. Maybe it's about a place that you detected. Maybe it's just local legend or lore stories. Uh, uh, a story from your area or something and whoever gets deemed as the best story may win themselves a nice little prize and maybe we'll even do one as a runner-up okay i'm gonna have to think hard on this because you know in this family of witches we have lots of stories i'm sure you do yeah man here's here's a real good one and my mother's 89, but at least once a week. Sometimes it's really bad. It must be with the moon phase or something. But she'll be sleeping, and she swears my dad smacks her and wakes <laughs> her up. And she told me this morning, your dang, your dang father hit me last night, and I'm out of holy water. She sprinkles her bedroom with holy water. And so she's going down to see the priest to get some more holy water. Wow. Hmm. Well, but, see. Yeah. I'm Oops. sure. I'm sure you can come up with something to share that night. Oh yeah. So I'll let you go because it's nine fifteen. Nah. All right. Well, we uh, I did see, I believe it was you dropped the link for the kids' Christmas giveaway in the chat. We do have it in the description now, and that will be there for the, uh, the duration rolling up to the Nutcracker's arrival and the Christmas giveaways. 
I'm going to have to start cleaning my house. Well, I already did. I cleaned the carpets. I washed my kitchen floor. I vacuumed. Cleaned the bathroom. So now I'll start cleaning the living room to get the tree up. I'm not going to put the tree up till after I get back from DIV. But that when, gives me a month to, to clean the door and the windows and all that. Well, plus I thought you were waiting until, uh, you know, at least waiting until after Thanksgiving to throw the nutcrackers and tree up. No, I'm going to do it early this year. Oh, okay. All right. So you got to clean Maybe. the wall. Well, because Thanksgiving's like a week or two before the kids' giveaway, so... Oh, yeah, good point, good point. Yeah, so I never put my tree up before Thanksgiving, but it's going to go up. But if we're going to have to if, since the Christmas giveaway is a little earlier this year. Yeah, and so I haven't checked my email to see if anyone's committed, uh, but I'm pretty sure some of them have. Uh, I've just been busy, sorry. but It happens. Are you? I usually spend one night a week that I go, okay, let's deal with the email. Um, but I did contact everyone prior to 90 days in advance. That was my goal because Fisher has a 90-day deadline deal. Yeah. And so everybody got it, and Russ did contact me and said he would check his email, and he ain't got back to me via messenger, so I'm sure he found it. Um uh, and John Page, I think, already committed, and Tim Henderson's committed, and Chuck's committed. They have, they're all committed, trust me, or need to be. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I know Frank is committed, and I know I haven't hit Ronnie up, but I know Ronnie will help me, and Delek hasn't come Oh, back yeah, the gold so. digger always likes to throw in. Yeah, so I think we're in good shape. Now we just need the little stuff. You know, I mean, all that booty that you get when you go to these hunts that, yeah, you're all excited about. And then you get home going, okay, I already got five of these water containers. I already got 16 t-shirts and 18 hats. And Uh, the silver and relic hunt is this weekend. Hint, hint. Yes. So, you know what? You can send me your rosies. Keep your mercs. I don't care. You know? Send me the Indians and keep your V nickels or whatever, you know, keep the good stuff and the stuff you got 80 million and especially if they're in bad shape and not worth anything. An Indian is an Indian. A buffalo is a buffalo, you know, Uh, stickers. If you've collected 80 million stickers and they're just standing in a pile on your desk and you're like, I'm going to do something with these one day. Well, just stick them in an envelope and send them to me, (laughs) you know, right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, I had people send me uh, chairs and all kinds of stuff one year. It was crazy. Uh, I know. Oh I yeah, think you, yeah. We won one, one of those. those. Yeah, yeah. One of the and, one of the grandkids won one of those. And thank God the post office had something to stick it in. You know, I was like, "Ooh, I think it'll fit in that." Yeah, because you know? you're kind of going, "How am I going to do this?" But it worked yeah. out. It worked out well. Yes, Tim has sent me stuff. Mike sent. Yes, Tim has. Mike Lockwood has sent you stuff. Shelly and Dawn. They haven't sent yet, but they got a bunch to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'm going to have to get with them and tell them, you know, I really want everything by November 15th because that gives me almost a month to start making boxes. That's right. what takes the time yeah. and numbering them and cataloging it on um, Excel. And, and I know um, Bill Hayes said he could probably get something put together for you. And uh, and so did Lewis. Uh, yeah, that's right. And so... You know, it, it, you just don't realize if you send me five coins, if everybody in this chat sent me five coins, even if they're junk, just don't send me clad. Uh, right, could be foreign coins, could be tokens, could be ancient it coins. Be anything. I mean, could be I, rosies. I, I already bought out of my own pocket, I buy little plastic uh, Ziploc bags. They're really little, they're for like jewelry and stuff. But right. they're great to stick coins up because then I can put a piece of tape and they won't jingle in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, proof sets. Uh, I mean, just about anything. Yeah. But, you know, the I'd like to stick as many things as I, in books. The little, like, detect-in books that you pick up when you go to hunts. I mean, if you go to a hunt, you see those little teeny books like How to Mail Yeah, Garrett used to do the, like the pocket handbooks kind of thing. Yes, yes. They have like four or five different ones. If you go to a hunt and Garrett has them, just say, can I take a bunch of these for Barb for the kids Christmas giveaway? And I'm sure they will say, and just say, y'all sponsored them, you know, last year. I'm sure they'll say, yeah, Take whatever you want. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a very good possibility with the uh, Silver Relic Hunt that they may have some swag left over from, say, Nocta that, who knows, maybe somebody will see it that uh, maybe it'll go your way. Um, Actually, just go to the Nocta tent and tell Dwight, Barb needs 25 of those bags send them to her because <laughs> there you usually go would, i couldn't go to um florida hunt this year because of when it was uh it's a good thing i hadn't booked it because i wouldn't have been able to go anyway but dwight is always giving me you know at the end of the day he's like take anything you want because he don't want to lug it back yeah exactly exactly so hit the sponsors up at the end of the day before they pack up and say, do you have anything for the kids' Christmas giveaway that you would like to donate? Barb would love it. And, you know, mail it to me if money's tight and it costs too much to ship. You know, you can send it on a slow boat to China because we have over a month to go. So you don't have to pay the expensive postage. You can say, what's the cheapest way to send it? Right. Yeah, I got I got a month for it to get there. Give me the lowest price. Right, exactly, and and by shipping it now, shouldn't have any problem getting it to you in time before because we are starting to roll into that uh, time of the year where the shipping starts to slow down because of the massive influx. I can tell you one thing: I am like tickled with check from FedEx. <laughs> I'm going to have to make them. Uh, muffins or bread or something the next time I know I'm getting a delivery because 
they shipped all our medical supplies and didn't ship the most important thing that I needed, which is uh, like it's an antibacterial foam dressing to go over his skin grafts. And that's sure kind of an important real... thing to overlook. They sent me two little four by sixes, and I've got probably uh, the two of them just covered the main skin graft that left me the other six or seven. I had nothing to cover. And so I was calling everybody in town to see if anybody had it. Um, And of course, called the home health first thing, and they're like, they didn't believe I needed two boxes, so they ordered two. I told them I need two boxes. It'll be there tomorrow. And I'm like, you're right. I'm in boonie freaking land. Right. And uh, the first chick that delivered, I don't know who she is. She left it on hanging on the mailbox. Chuck brought my box up Monday. And I told him, I said, I'm, he said, yeah, the girl said she couldn't get up your drive. And when I turn the corner i'm like the house is right there he says i will i'm your delivery person from now on i said well i'm expecting a real important box and i need it and he showed up on my door at 10 a.m today with the packages that i needed today awesome he saved the day he did so you know i've never dealt with fedex but after you know i mean it was ordered at like 10 o'clock yesterday morning and i got it today they're not bad. I mean, yeah, you're you're going to have a few bad apples no matter what shipping service it is. But for the most part, they're pretty good. Well, we now have a hub uh, about 45 minutes away from us. a big, And I think that's why I got it so quick. Nice. Nice. So, so Chuck said he'll be my regular medical delivery person. So... He'll get something. I'll make him something the next time I know a delivery's coming. There you go. Got to keep him happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. Don't forget the kids. Love y'all. Night. We'll see you. Thanks for your call, Barb. And for us, <clears throat> we've got to think about going. I, I probably should have tried to get out of here about nine o'clock but we've ran on a little bit so we're gonna roll on out but we hope that everyone has a wonderful evening and we will speak at all of you again in the future we appreciate everyone for dropping in and stay tuned we'll let everybody know what night we're going to do the scary story giveaway scary story contest Ooh, spooky. We're out of here, folks.